I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hello, and welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Kate. This is Mike. And back by popular demand, we have a late night episode, uh, late night meaning it's like 8.07. Penelope has been put to sleep. That sounds terrible. Penelope, Mike put Penelope down for bed. I got in a bath. That's how I put her down for bed. That's how we do it over here at the Watts house. So we just put her to sleep. I guess that sounds fine. It just, you know, anyway. You know, WWE is coming to town in Portland. So we do a little headlock and whoever submits the other person first. That's awful. Anyway, I took a warm bath. She put me in the... The DDT, she did definitely the. You don't know. You don't know don't anything know about what wrestling. You're about, of course, I don't know anything of about wrestling, and I would imagine many of our listeners also do not know anything about wrestling. Although I could be totally could be, wrong. You could be wrong. So, I mean, we might have the largest podcast listening group of wrestling fans. We might. I doubt it, but it's possible. Do you have a listener review? I have a yes. All right. We, do. we received our first one star. Are you so, reading it? No, because they didn't leave a review. They just checked the one-star oh. box in iTunes. So just to let you know, Kate, we have been one-starred. Uh, whatever. Oh, you don't, I, I think it's hilarious. I just wish they would have left a comment about why they left a one-star. Yeah, me too. It was probably like my brother just to go in there and screw it all up. No, I bet Daniel would like our podcast. Maybe he's listening now. Daniel, you should leave an epic review if you're listening. Because you, you could write something good that would just blow it out of the water. You know water. who listens is Carrie Montgomery. Oh, hi, Carrie. I just want to give a shout out to Carrie Montgomery. She's a listener from time to time on the Kate and Mike show. You can follow Carrie at Style by Monty. Um, she's our amazing stylist and dear friend. That's awesome. <laughs> this is from Talking Shrimp, who's actually oh, been on our podcast. Talking Shrimp. But this was left at the beginning of December. So for those of you who like to leave a review on iTunes... What are we going to send to Laura Belgray? I don't know. Okay, Laura. I need your address. We're going to need your mailing address, so please email it to me, and we'll send you something good. Or send me a message on Instagram. Either way. I'll listen to Kate and Mike talk about this review, but first off, better be epic, because, you know, she's a copywriter. So I'll listen to Kate and Mike talk about anything and everything. They're great on their own and extraordinary when they're interviewing a guest. Somehow they manage to get different stories and a more real side from people who have been repeating practiced sound bites everywhere else. I listen to a ton of podcasts, but this one I always check out for a new episode first when I pop in my earbuds. Wow. That's Thanks, big. Laura. I love that review. Yeah, that was great. Well, that makes me feel good about myself. Did you listen to your own podcast? And it also makes me feel good about you, honey. Who, me? Yeah. Oh. So if you have not listened to the copywriting episode with Laura Belgray, a.k.a. Talking Shrimp, and hilarious on Instagram, at Talking Shrimp NYC, please go back and listen to that episode. It's linked up in the show notes, and she's hysterical, witty, brilliant, and you'll learn some great things about how to write better copy. In your business, which to me is like printing money. It's true. I mean, copywriting is the most essential skill 
that I can track like money made for you. That skill. Yes. For me. Yeah. We have a lot of other things going on in our business besides copy, but I just think it's, well, I just want to let like, there's people out there that might not be as like, you're extremely good at writing copy and content, et cetera. And so not everybody's going to be that That good because I learned from Laura Belgray. Yeah, you okay? That's fine. You can learn it, and you can give Laura Bell no, no, a I shout know, out. I know, but you have a gift of literature and writing it's because I have a Gemini Moon, and Gemini Moon is really about communication. And if you follow a shamanic astrology at all, it means in a past life, like my soul came into this lifetime, having already mastered the art of communication and I have different lessons to learn in this lifetime, but that's like my free space. Well, that's so for those of you listening who also have a Gemini moon, I bet you (laughs) you're good at talking or good at communicating, good at connecting, good at writing. And maybe Lauren my Belgrade guess is you don't have Gemini to have a Gemini moon, moon just no, to don't, write. But I'm okay. just saying. So the point of what I'm trying to make here, besides Kate's Gemini moon, et cetera, <laughs> which is fascinating. Okay, that's you are good at communication, but like there's other ways to sell stuff. Oh yeah, right. So just because you're copywriting for what has been, but Kate, you have, you have an ex- you have an extraordinary ability to write where most people do not have that right so like you ju- you're like yeah I just wrote a thousand words in thirty minutes like and you've been writing the stories you wrote from when you were like in second grade are incredible like your mom kept these things it's like epic novels we should publish them no honestly. that was my sister my sister wrote this epic novel that she never finished that she was working on my entire childhood called where the white wind blew. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so Annie. And, <laughs> and she literally like it was like this manuscript that she was working on probably from the time she was like seven until she was thirteen and it never got finished. Annie, this is your work. But this if is the you're lifelong journey. Annie, I just want to give a shout out to Where the White Wind Blew. That was like a this tome of my childhood. Anyway. I think you should finish it now, Annie. Just I actually had a series. Mine were a little lighter. My I had a series of books. Where and the, the main character was named Quacky Duck. So it was Quacky Duck's Hanukkah, Quacky Duck's Christmas, because he celebrated both. Quacky Duck goes to the amusement park, Quacky Duck's birthday. That's funny. You know, like that. Penelope's favorite stuffed animal, right? It's a duck. Ducky. Ducky. She was comforting um, Ducky because Mike what? stuck him in the Christmas tree. It's actually a girl. She's wearing a dress. Although you never know. It could be a transgender duck. He stuck the duck in the upper branches of our Christmas tree. And she told us that the ducky was scared. So Mike took the ducky down and she was comforting the ducky. And and she goes, she goes, I know, ducky. And she was just petting petting it. I'll tell you what, like, so that ducky is from Nancy Alder at the real flying Yogini on Instagram. That's awesome. Yeah. So shout out to Nancy. Nancy Alder. So I have a question for you before we kind of get in the topic diving, since Laura talked about our podcast, like, are you listening to, is there oh, anything cool you've read yes, or a podcast yes, or anything you're into? Yes. Today I listened to my second listening. So I haven't finished yet, but this is like my second installment. I will say I don't listen to a lot of podcasts right now. I don't know why I'm like sort of on a hiatus, but I was well, driving. I go in waves. Yeah, I go in waves. I was uh, driving to the OB in a snowstorm, so I knew it was going to be like a longer drive because I was going slower than usual. 
and I decided to continue listening to the beautiful writers podcast featuring Tom Hanks about his new book called Uncommon Type, which I have not read yet, but I'm very excited to. And I was like laughing out loud, smiling from ear to ear, crying. It's so insightful. So it's with Danielle Laporte and Linda Syverson, and it's fabulous. And Tom Hanks is so smart, so charming. You know, like you just, I just want to have him over for dinner and I wish he was our neighbor. Like, so anyway, so I highly recommend that particular episode of the Beautiful Writers Podcast. I actually love that podcast in general. I really loved the Glennon Doyle episode. I really love the Seth Godin episode. So many great episodes. It's called the Beautiful Writers Podcast. Yeah. And it's Linda Syvertson. And then she has a guest host host every week. Cool. So. Well, if Tom Hanks, you happen to be listening to the Kate and Mike show, then I will why? fall over and die right what? now. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> Tom Hanks is listening to our podcast. Can you leave a review, like, <laughs> please? And then also, if Kate said you want to be the neighbor, there is a lot across the street from our house that is still available for sale, Tom. There are lots this available is, in our neighborhood. We live in a good town that's good investment for, you know, owning Solid real estate. Real estate. Except, yeah. Anyway, well, how about you, honey? What did I you... mean, a single family home is not technically good real estate, but anyway, or a good <laughs> investment, I should say. Okay, I'll give you one in all mediums. So I'll give you a book, a podcast. Oh, and... well, oh I could go so much further. Well, I'm just going to give one. You can add on to whatever you okay, want. Well, I want to add. <laughs> okay, well, let me do mine first. Okay. <laughs> I wish we were videotaping the look she just gave. She got so sad. I didn't know it was like a multiple. Well, I, I just decided to do multiples, so but go ahead. All share. right. Since well, you're, you're finished, very upset because I just okay. finished all the light we cannot see. It's a novel about World War II and the Holocaust. Whoa. It's riveting and brilliant and so well written and fascinating. So read that one for sure. What's fascinating about it? The way the story is written, like back in time and forward in time, I'm always so impressed with authors who can go back in time and forward in time and jump all around and make it all weave together and tell it from multiple characters' perspectives and then weave it. It's amazing. And then also I read Attached, which is about the science of attachment theory in adult romantic relationships. And I have been really working on healing my anxious attachment style, and it's been enlightening. And I'm really, I think I'm doing an awesome job. And I think my coach would agree. I think we should do a whole podcast on that topic. We should. Let's do a whole podcast yeah, on that. because that's a big well, one. Well, maybe we could get the authors of the book. Yeah, maybe we we'll could. We'll find out. All right. Or we'll just, I'll just give my Well, summary. I think we could talk about it from our perspective of how like how that yeah. affected our relationship. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I gave my three things. Now you. Okay, so... You know, because I'm not big on watching video, so I have nothing to share on video. Right. So the book side is I just finished Dan Brown's book, Origin. Did you know his book's name? I Origin? did know. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. That was amazing. And then I'm into like four books at the same time. I'm reading NoFX's book which is a punk rock band that I used to listen to growing up, which is, oh my God, in, it's ridiculous. I just started reading the sample of that one. And then I decided to like which ones I read the samples. So yeah, I have like four samples that I've just read. So mm -hmm. now I'm about to dive in. 
And then from the video perspective, the defiant ones that explain oh, about yeah. Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre kind of starting Beats Headphones Company, but just their stories. In, Is it a show? Yeah, it's an HBO doc series, I guess you call it. I don't know what it's actually like. I don't know what the terminology is, but docu-series a docu-series is a, is a, it's four episodes of going back to the NWA days. Like this was all my kind of my, this was right in the, of like high school and middle school and stuff for me. So like these guys were just really pivotal in my own career because I listened P- to a lot pivotal. of gay- pivotal, pivotal. Is that right? Because, you know, growing up in Valparaiso, Indiana, you know, the gangster rap scene was <laughs> insane. <laughs> in the cornfield. Kidding. <laughs> yeah. Totally joking on that one. But no, it was just I just I distinctly remember you know, the East Coast versus West Coast, when Tupac was shot, when Biggie was shot, like, and just really kind of, that was a, I think it was an important piece of my life, you know, to when I look back on those times. But then also just kind of, it's an incredible series to see how much, how different they are. They operate as, they're business partners, right? They sold, for $3.2 billion, they sold Beats to Apple. Right. And it was an idea that they started with. And, you know, it came out of an idea to sell that whole platform. And it's kind of what led into Apple's streaming software system that's going on now, plus the headphone company. But how they got that started and then how both of them, like Jimmy Iveen, he just didn't know what the heck to do and ended up just working in a record studio. And his very first engineer that he produced was John Lennon. Like, it was so random. He was just... Wow. He happened to be, like, sweeping floors and emptying trash and in there, and the guy walks in. The guy didn't show up to work, and, he, and his, the engineer that was working there was like, can you help me on this? And he's like, sure. And he spent so much time watching it, and John Lennon was the guy that there. So it's like... And then he had these hits after hits after hits. So it was just, like, these crazy stories, and the same with Dr. Dre and how Dre... What's interesting to study about him is how he listens to himself and the intuition about it and mm-hmm. the feelings of how he operates. He re- operates hundred percent of his business on feeling cool. so that was great and you can get it now on itunes so i did buy it if you desire to watch it because it's just one of those things that like it's, it's good mm. it's just from a especially from a business perspective from a passion perspective from like yeah so i thought that was cool and yeah so those are that's what kind of what i've awesome oh the podcast i haven't done that one um cal fussman's podcast it's called sorry guys i forget the name of it but if you google Cal Fussman has been an Esquire magazine writer, I believe. And he was he's been on Tim Ferriss's show. It's big questions with Cal Fussman. That's F U S S M A N. Hands down the number one best question asker asker. Oh cool. Interviewer I have, I have ever heard in my life. Like better than Larry King, better than Barbara Walters, like incredible like he just did his very first two episodes were with tim ferris because tim got him to do the podcast the way i have never heard tim tell his stories this way ever because it's just he talks about money he does his episode two is all about how to deal with your finances so it's really interesting tim's perspective when it comes to money and the way he teaches because Cal has a fear around money he tells himself he's not good with money right he has that self dialogue and he's literally talking about it in the podcast and Tim was just like well you're never going to be good for money if you started here and he just gives some great tips on how to start building up 
your ability to handle risk awesome. is a good way to do that. So if that's a desire, like when you're building a business, we are risking money every single day, you and I, like, cause we're putting money back into our business. We're doing all of that stuff. Like what you're doing it, no matter what you're doing, it, if it's in the market, you're doing it where like the big thing now is everybody's on the Bitcoin train right now. And people are like all of our friends that have no idea what they're doing with Bitcoin, like no idea about anything with cryptocurrencies are just diving, putting money into it. So there could be a fallout from that and stuff like that. So it's understanding what the risk levels are when you are dealing with things like that. So I thought that was, it's un, like Cal Fussman's podcast. If you want to get better at asking questions, all you have to do is literally listen because I just, I'm learning things just from that. So that's great. Yeah. So that's my, my so, hot items. Let's dive into the topic. So okay. we're talking about the best and worst moments or aspects of 2017 in our life and in our business because this is the life love and business podcast and then also what's ahead for 2018 so mike and i have not yet done our annual review so we are just doing this off the top of our head which i think is actually an interesting way to do it because whatever stands out i think will be the most accurate because when we do our annual review we get out this book which i can actually see it's on the bookshelf behind mike and we go through the calendar like month by month and we do a month by month review of like everything we did and all the projects and travel mm -hmm. and you know key moments in our life it's very detailed it's takes very a couple detailed. days and then we get into kind of like summary and different categories of our life like our marriage parenthood finances business community health and well-being and then each of our own personal stuff on just kind of like how it went you're in review and then we set intentions in different categories for 2018 well for the next year yeah i think we did a podcast did. on this last we'll year so we don't that's need much in, more in depth yeah, but i just exactly. was giving the summary yep no i'm just so saying i remember we did that yet. yeah so like 2017 for me is still a little amorphous that too big of a word for me what does that mean <laughs> like it's like kind of hazy Oh, okay. You know, because we haven't done right. the review yet. So I'm just going to shoot from the hip here. Uh, best, worst. So let's just alternate. So let's do worst first. So worst of 2017. And I'll, then I... Like, <laughs> let's do worst moments of Because this is also coming out on January 2nd of 2018, right? Yes. So we should do kind of... Uh, like What's a, ahead for 2018? Yeah, okay. That's the title of that episode. Oh, okay. Best Great. and worst of 2017 and what's ahead for 2018. The worst thing of 2017. Yeah, we're just, oh, yeah. we'll do a few and then we'll move on. All right. So to think about, do you have one already? Just go if you yeah. have one. I don't have one yet. Uh, yeah. When, I don't know if you remember the day when everything came to a head last year when it was such a mess organizing the do less experiment and there had been some lack of communication on our team and lack of communication with you and me and you realized that you hadn't really been fully on board and engaged with all the stuff that we reviewed with Stu McLaren and it was like a whole thing and that was like not a great moment even though I have to say the do less experiment went really well and P.S. we're doing it again and it's going to be even better because we're super prepared and on top of things and I'm pretty psyched so that's going to be 14 days of intentionally doing less it's a free it's just like a free event that we're doing and you can opt in at the do less experiment.com but that was kind of like that was a low point but also a great point because it made us realize some holes in our business and in our communications yeah 
about well, you? Well, it also gave us, like, things that needed to be fixed in our... That's what I mean. ...relationship. Yeah. Right. Of yeah. that, too. Yeah. I mean, it all kind of overlapped yeah. together. Yeah. It, I think for it was the worst feeling. Right. It experience, didn't feel but then the positive that came out of it. For me... The worst thing I'm not that saying that was the worst thing of 2017. That's just like one of them that I can think of. Yeah, that came to mind. The feeling of never, like it's never being fulfilled. Hmm. I guess you could say that I've kind of realized definitely this year where no matter as many great things that have happened, it's still, and this goes back into like habits and patterns and things that I work with the therapist on this year about for myself. But I definitely know, you know, like a great example of that would be, I shared, you know, this whole travel, the whole travel hacking episode we did and people have got a lot of positive feedback from it. But like a year ago, it was right at the end of 2016. I mean, it was December where I remember we were standing in a line and I looked at you and said, I'm over the airline status deal. You remember that? And I, because I became obsessed with it. And then the same thing happened like last week when we went to Naples and we're sitting in Naples and it's not that I'm over the status thing. It was over trying to achieve the status thing. Cause I thought that was getting me something more. It was like putting me at this higher echelon of, I don't know, life or something. I don't know how else to say it, but it wasn't fulfilling. And I've had a running pattern where all these great things happen in our life. Like, and I don't necessarily feel complete or content with them. I feel like they should be better or I'm striving for them to be better than what they are. It's like when we moved in this house, super epic house, like it's beautiful and it's great, but it wasn't the perfect thing. Right. And for me, this is kind of a good, a great thing that I realized and also a really bad thing because I realized that it happened so things can change, but it was the, it has to be perfect or it's never going to be correct or the right thing, but it'll never be perfect. So it can never be that, but that's really, it's created a lot of anxiety in not only our business, but our life as well as even for myself. And a lot of it, you don't <laughs> know about it because it's all internal dialogue until eventually I tell you. But it's probably why you're grumpy. It's possible. Yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely one reason why I'm grumpy. I'm not so grumpy. I'm you're trying not, not to be not, grumpy. You're not that grumpy okay. anymore. No, anyway, you've, you've yeah. really been improving. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. My That's one of the best improving. of 2017 yeah. is my getting less grumpy. Yeah. But I, that is why, well, I wanted to be kind, you know, I wanted to be kinder and I just feel like the Gary V said that quote that's in a poster that's upstairs that I want to hang on the wall. That was so relevant to me that I can't remember what it is now. So, ha <laughs> ha. It's so relevant. It's so awesome that you guys don't know about it. I'll eventually tell you what it is. But he just said these four things. He's like, I want to be remembered. Or he was like, people look at other folks as having Ferraris and Lamborghinis. But if they're following me, it's about empathy, hard work, hustle, and kindness or something. Like, was his four things that that's what people, when they're watching Gary Vee, that's what their takeaways are from it. Not about Lambos or big houses or big cars. And I was like, man, I, that's the way I want to do it. You know, that's the thing. So yeah, that's been my, that's my worst thing of my, I would say of my own journey along that way for sure. And that experience you shared as well was de- definitely sucked. You know, that was, that was not fun time. The year ago at this time was not fun. You know, like I would say it was a point where 
we needed to do something different. What we were doing up to that point was working very well, but it wasn't going to work into the future. Yeah, it was definitely a growing pain. Yeah, with the way our business was structured, the way... And so that the way our business was structured definitely affecting our life because it was, you know, it's like, that's how we make money, so... As we're talking about this, I think this should probably be rephrased from worst of 2017 to biggest lessons of 2017. Yeah, that's Because what's coming up are not just like sucky moments. Like, I don't think you and I really have just like moments where we're like, oh, yeah, that the really truth sucks. is like, like it's always like, oh, this was a hard spot. And here's what I learned from it. The truth is, if something sucked that bad, I don't remember it. It's not it's not anything to remember. Like, There's I don't think that I can think of. No, that, that bad. It's just like key, like growing pains of 2017, like, like new restaurants, food or something learned. was horrible. But I'm not going to go back there. You know, it's just like. <laughs> I, I just don't dwell on like suckness, you know, it's just like if somebody makes me feel bad or whatever, I just move on and I don't talk to them, you know, or whatever that may. Yeah. So anyway, I like the biggest lesson reframe. Yeah. So now I'm getting a little tired. So I have to say, like, I'm having trouble thinking of any others, but like, well, I can go. Well, another one for me, if we're talking about biggest lessons, which really actually transitions into best of 2017. Was the way that we did the origin launch and how it really was the embodiment of what we teach in origin about doing less and having more, doing less and being more. That if you tap into the cycles and seasons of not only your body, but also your business, that like literally during the launch, there were days when I was just like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing because everything's being done either I did it ahead of time or it's being done by our team and there was so much spaciousness and ease are you talking about the second launch well actually both but particular but the first one now I know we had some issues and you know yeah. every launch is going to have some issues but so we launched origin in May and then we launched origin again in October in October and so it was really like it was so cool to be experiencing the living, breathing example of my theory, which I knew was right, but then to have done such a big launch where I wasn't stressed out and where I wasn't getting sick and okay, I'm itch- where I, like, my leg itches. Okay, well, sorry, <laughs> like scratching my leg and Kate's um, like wondering what I'm doing. So where it just was like it was pretty easeful and it was pretty spacious and it was really like a pretty joyful experience. And I had never experienced that before with a launch. Launches were always stressful. They were always pushing. It always felt like way too busy and like too much to do. And this one didn't feel that way. And so it was such a testament that what we're doing in origin works. Nice. I love that. Yeah. hundred percent. I'd back that up. I have the worst of 2017. Okay. I, it came to me. Is it your richiness? My that's richiness? Of, itchiness. That's one of my worst of 2017 is my husband constantly itching. It's because I'll tell you why the problem with that is, is what I just shared regarding the anxiety of it is that it's the lack thing, the stress of like running a business moving twice and three times within like we've moved so many times right? two times this year two times this year but you know just the amount of moving there's been no stability my immune system's been affected and so now i have eczema that broke out on my leg and it itches like crazy so yeah so we're working on getting that healed that is the itchiness yes that sucks because my immune system got affected but i actually started last year but i didn't do anything about it right 
2017 was a big one for one thing is I realized just this is going to go this is not has anything to do with our business but I mean it does to a certain degree but like how much this is a great thing that happened this year and it's also one of the worst was like Donald Trump becoming president of the United States well that technically happened in 2016 nope he was elected well he was elected in 2016 but he took office in January you're right you're right but there's a I see there's a the balance that so it's not just him but it's also i knew this was going on but not to this extreme and also because of who i you know i'm a white dude white man in the united states of america so there's definitely privilege that comes with that but also like how much hate really still exists in this country and that you can see it and it's blatant and it's become like I cheer for the Chicago Cubs and I'm a racist, right? And I'm not myself specifically, but I'm just using an example here. And just like it's two badges of honor that people are wearing around now, like it's something cool. But I also feel like with that, because this is one thing him and his counterparts have happened, but like the other end of that was like the greatest day that happened this year was the Women's March Day. It was when everything like that was the day that changed the history has changed and it's exposing from there everything that's fallen from that. So for me, that is definitely one of the biggest turning points of this entire year. And it's sure. it's going to change. The, it's it's that's why like origin so important. Mm-hmm. It's also like changing the trajectory of everything that I've decided to do, kind of do and where that's going. I'm in the what stage is that that you call an origin emergence. Or, yeah, emergence, but also what's the percolate? You have a well. You're in the you're in the fer- I'm in the fertile void. Fertile void and, and emergence. emergence right yeah. Now. So yeah, that was definitely that one's a big one. Yes. Yeah. Huge. And then when you not only just that, but also people that are in your life who are close to you, related to you, that have views that are super toxic, and to see those portrayed into the world is like. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know how else to say it, but I'm just like, even, I I mean, I don't even know what happened today. We're doing that. We're doing this podcast recording on the day. Roy Moore's that election in Alabama is going on. And it's just like, what is like, what? Like, I don't know. It's like, so anyway, yeah. So that was the worst, one of the worst things that took place. Totally. And also has led to so much awakening it's incredible that would not have happened that is correct if hillary had taken office 100 percent. so it's definitely a worst and there's definitely a big silver lining that yes you are correct that's but it is uh but yeah yeah because none of this would have happened if yeah if anybody else okay so also just very personally total trajectory change we this is the worst no, or best. best conceived our second child oh yeah so, so second pregnancy I'm i didn't know wh- which avenues were almost st- you know i'm i'm more than halfway done i'll be starting basically my third trimester essentially in january so that's pretty exciting where i'm, I'm cooking cooking a second baby girl which is definitely like best also scary but you know best writing a second book at the same time it's kind of like a little bit nutty but also awesome. The writing process has been really fun. 
the last couple of days I've been kind of anxious about finishing it because my deadline is two weeks away, three weeks away, but I know it'll get done. So by the time this episode is out, the manuscript will have been submitted. So that's great. I'm just saying a future grateful that that is done. It's awesome. This <laughs> is like a nice way of projecting into the future. <laughs> yeah, you've done a really good job with Thanks. this. So in yeah. the book, yeah. And I'll just say right now to from the future that the final couple of weeks of writing the book was easeful and fun and totally in flow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Great. And then like from a podcast perspective, we had some awesome episodes. I know D- the Danielle Laporte episode was our most popular White Hot Truth with Ms. Laporte, DLP, which we loved that episode. It was one of the most fun just because like chatting with one of your best girlfriends for business is always a pleasure. And we bought a house. It's a pretty big deal. Something I've had a dream of doing my entire life to move home to my hometown and buy a house. And that feels really good. And our neighborhood is awesome. And like the families are amazing. And it just feels like such a beautiful way to create community and raise kids. Yeah. How about you? Cool. What are we Key doing? Moment, now? Like just, just anything. Things. Yeah. Just anything okay. that comes to mind. Best or worst or whatever. Or biggest lessons. Biggest lessons. Best of. I am grateful that we bought the house like big time. I'm really happy here. It's like nice to have a gym in the garage and have that set up and have an office where both of us it's, it's crazy because we planned on, we actually have house plans. If anybody needs house plans, that we designed for that a house. That are not the house that we have. That are not the house that we... Well, that's what I'm about to explain. Oh. You know, we spend a lot of time and like $5,000 or something to design these house plans. And we walked away from the lot we were going to build them. And we bought our builder spec house instead because it was bigger and a better deal. And better lot. It was a better lot. And when we first did that, it was a little like shocking, I would say. And it was just, you know, we made the decision in... We met with them on a Thursday, walked through the house on a Friday, had an offer ready to go on Sunday, on Mother's Day. Yep. And we had that submitted on Monday, the day after Mother's Day. And it was just like such a turning point that took no problem. And it was fast. And it's like when I look back at the house that we were planning on building. It was in the middle of the origin launch. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when we look back at what we were doing there, I'm just super, I'm bummed because there's things in here that we planned like pretty epic for our own place the way we wanted it to be done and it didn't turn out that way and it actually turned out I think it turned out better like I really Absolutely. do Absolutely. No, this is a better house than we were going to build. Yeah. And I'm really ways. grateful for that as well and I think that there's going to be a lot of fun over the next decade or however long we live here. Yeah. Minimum 5 years. Minimum of 5 will not eight. move before July <laughs> 20 22. Yeah. <laughs> We can discuss it after that. (laughs) (laughs) Which Um, I'm fine with. So I'm grateful for that. And then I'm also happy with another really exciting thing. It's just like watching. It's hands down the best thing of this year has been about like besides like our relationship and kind of what we've worked on this year because I feel really good where we are and I feel like it's really a great place, you know, and we've done the work to get here because marriage is work. Like it's, it is, it requires effort. And so I'm really happy about that and kind of the, 
looking at our difficulties and challenges and being able to have conversations that are tough, but then also rewarding in the end. And for us to own, we both do a really good job, maybe with some pushing sometimes, but we own our stuff and we kind of know what we need to do. And I'm really happy that I have a partner that does that with me and pushes me to become better. Truth says you just push me to become a better person. So it's like, so thank you for that. And then also the best thing is like watching our daughter become Penelope. Be like, so funny. It's amazing. Like, you know, and all these, now I'm like the guy that has a kid that talks about my kid all the time. Right. Because you, when you don't have kids, yeah, cause we are. And <laughs> I'm really grateful to just kind of see the person she's blossoming into. She's, she's only two, but she's wacky and she talks a lot and she yells and she like, definitely has an attitude with she knows what she wants and it's not going to mess around with things she doesn't want like she didn't want to change clothes today she wore the same clothes as yesterday and it's just like and you would not put on pajamas last night so she also slept in them right the, yeah that's what i mean like she wear the same clothes for 48 hours <laughs> and and it's just and it's teaching me the biggest like for her is, is t- it's teaching me to it's also very hard and because it's changed you know there's another person that's in because a lot of times like i don't want to take care of a kid you know like the truth is i don't want to be watching a two-year-old at four o'clock in the afternoon like i want to be doing something else myself but i can't you know it's like it's changing or it's like 8 a.m i don't want to be changing diapers at 8 a.m like who the hell wants to be changing diapers at 8 a.m not me you know so it's just like but that's part of my responsibility as a dad and so i think for what she has taught me it's bringing definitely fun back into my like it's really teaching me about fun and bringing that into my adult life and i really love it because i they're along the way you lose like i lost it definitely lost it because i got wrapped around making money i got wrapped around like school and education and business and jobs and you know the whole shebang and you you just the sports and whatever that may be and i definitely lost it so i know with penelope that's a great time of this year so totally yeah this is my favorite stage by far of having a kid is she's like a little over two and i feel like ever since maybe she was 20 months yeah about 18 20 it months really yeah. shifted to be like oh this is really fun i think mm. it's the talking for me is just i love knowing what she thinks you know to some degree obviously that'll mm-hmm. keep developing yeah and i feel like i continue this year to just like sink deeper into being present with her that has been very challenging for me to just like, I'm not doing anything right now. We are sitting at the kitchen table, poking at Play-Doh. Like this is what's (laughs) happening right now. And this is it. Mm -hmm. And being okay with that is extremely challenging. And I talk to a lot of other moms who also have trouble playing with their kids. So it makes me feel better about myself because sometimes I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why is it hard to play with my child? But like with Penelope, I love doing activities. So going to music class or hanging out with another girlfriend and her kids or being as a family all together or whatever. I'm massaging my leg with this giant crystal. (laughs) It's like, I just, 
<laughs> looks bizarre. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's like in my crotch. Yeah, it's my calf, and I'm rubbing a giant crystal on my okay. calf. It feels really good. Great. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I just like one thing in 2018. I feel like I would like to either have you fidget less or me <laughs> care less. You care less. One of those two things, because you literally don't ever stop just like fucking around with something. And it try like the lack of stillness. <laughs> it's like, I just want you to be still. But maybe that's my own issue. So I'm putting that your, out as a 2018 yeah. intention to either care less or something. Anyway. I don't. I'll tell you beyond. I like I don't even notice it happens. Like I just fidget you know, and, and I don't even really know it. It's hard to actually like talk while you're. Yeah, but I just it, I just do it. <laughs> like it's just it's always something that I've done to just keep moving. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah, I'm not gonna work on like. I mean, no, you, you pointed I'm not out. Asking you to work, but on I am. You get so you get so mad. <laughs> so irritating. So mad. Anyway, to just like be more. So that's my word for 2018 is is presence. Because as we welcome a second daughter into our life and as business picks up, because I know we're only going to keep growing, I just don't want to miss it. You know, I want to make sure that I'm there. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we talk about in Origin a lot is expanding time and time bending. And, you know, they talk about with childhood that the days are long, but the years are short. And the first year of Penelope's life felt like the longest year of my life. So I was like, I don't know what you people are talking about. But I have to say, the second year sped up a little bit. Oh, yeah. And so I'm noticing what that is about. And I can see how people, like, the day they put their kid on the school bus for the first time are just like, wait, we just brought them home from the hospital. Or, you know, I just gave birth or whatever. I always like to include the home birthing moms because... Not every child was brought home from the hospital. <laughs> Sometimes they started off at home. But you did. You were ninety percent at home. I was ninety percent at home. <laughs> yeah. I will say, like a bummer of twenty seventeen was finding out that in the state of Maine, VBACs are illegal at home, and also you can't be a midwife cannot deliver your baby. It has to be an OB. So that was kind of like a sad moment of twenty seventeen was realizing, like, oh. I'm having a hospital OB birth because the state regulated that about my body. And it just, like, it makes me still a little sad. So anyway, that's a whole other, like, birth episode that we could do another time. But, yeah, the feeling like, you know, it just goes by so fast. And so we talk about time bending in origin because as mothers and entrepreneurs, we always are feeling like there's not enough time. And so how can we slow it down or how can we feel like we have enough time and the only way that I have figured out to do that is to be fully in the present moment and when I'm fully present I always have enough time it's amazing so I'm practicing that this year my word for last year was do less which is technically two words and that was super effective and amazing and now I feel like that was like layer one so, and then two years ago, it was spaciousness. So there was spaciousness and then do less and now presence. So I feel like they have brought me to this. And so instead of making huge resolutions for 2018, I'm sure I'll set a few intentions, but my word is presence. And so that's for me what's coming. 
yeah, I'm taking a five-month fraternity leave, which I'm pretty psyched about. And so that feels like really serving presence because I think I had mentioned this in another episode. Jennifer Rossiopi, our resident astrologer in origin, told me that if I try to work over the summer, I'm just going to be incredibly frustrated. So it's a good summer to just take off and be a mom. And I had already planned a three-month maternity leave, so I just tacked on two extra months. Nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. How about you for 2018? All right. So now we're moving forward? Yeah. I'm getting sleepy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell, like, my brain's not working that well, and I feel like I'm just like... I feel like you're going to fall asleep. Yeah. Another great thing of 2017 was This Is Us. Oh, I freaking love that show. Yeah. That was awesome. We have a, I think we have an episode from last week that we haven't watched. I think we have one or two. And yeah. one from tonight. Yeah. So we'll have some yeah. later this week. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, This Is Us, definitely check it out. Manny doesn't watch This Is Us. Why? Manny, if you're listening, you better have started. Does Manny listen to our podcast? He did listen to a couple episodes. Okay. Yeah. That was my buddy I went to the Foo Fighters concert with in Illinois. I also want to give a shout out to Licia, who's been on the podcast quite a few times because she she's way a best of best of for 2017, because the reason which we talked about this on our previous episode, but one of the reasons that business has our business, we're not finalized with numbers or anything yet for this year, but it's definitely grown a lot. And it's because we realized what we needed to do to get out of our own way. And I, to sum it all up. And I, if you're a new stage and just starting your business, like it might not be the right time to do that yet. But for us, one of the, we talked about the very first thing Kate shared was like our hard time about this time a year ago. And one of the biggest things that we realized earlier in 2017 was to step, we like, we had to change the way our, we were running our business. And that was a lot of what was happening was Kate and I were, we were doing all the planning. We were connecting we were living a life that was literally unsustainable the amount of interaction and just the amount of closeness that we had. Like it was like, there was no way to have like a personal life and a business life mixed in there. There had to be a separate situation to happen to move forward because they couldn't moving into the future wouldn't sustain what we created up to that point from 2013 to the beginning of 2017 was fine. And it worked great because we definitely grew from nothing, starting a business to two of us to over half a million dollars like in revenue. And that was fantastic. But it wasn't for what was we needed to do to move forward. And we figured that out. That's what I was talking about earlier regarding like really recognizing and working on the hard stuff. And we go through that. And Licia coming on board with us to run to be the president of our company was a game changer. And it was also because that was one of the hardest things for me to do this year as well was to let go. And it was to let go of the control that I had over the company because you, you, I just had to, it was a new role. Like I'm moving into an entire new role, entire new business structure. So this also leads into 2018, but it is, it's like everything has changed from how the business functions at this time a year ago. There's nothing that's pretty much the same besides Kate writing her content. That is pretty much the only thing that's the same thing as a year ago. And yep. it's scary, but then also super exciting. We restructured everything and we have a whole new team. Yeah, everything. The whole thing. And it's like we changed it all and I hired pretty much all new people because it's not that everybody was like horrible people that worked with us yeah. before. I don't want to say that at all. It was... 
I find that like people, I heard somebody say this, that like you have individuals, like let's say you've lost friends or whatever the past, but there was a purpose for them to be in your life at that moment in time. And then if they, you know, then that's why it's so solid to have good, solid people around you where you continually grow from and, and thrive off of. And I think the folks that were working with us were definitely, they were there for a reason. They helped us get to where we needed to go. They supported us during that time. And then for what we needed to do for the next level, we had to make changes. And so it's recognizing those changes that needed to take place. And hopefully those that work with us feel the same way that we do, because it's not like we've only had like one or two that were not, that did not end well. It was, it's because it didn't. (laughs) I don't think we've had any, but oh yeah. Yep. There was one. Yeah. There was, yeah. (laughs) It was, it was something. We don't anyway, need to, get, we into to get to it, but just like not a great way to end the working relationship together is try what I'm trying to say. And so that was definitely a big, great decision. So I think when we're looking forward for 2018, I'm going to continually do those things. You know, it's what like the things it, we're, oh, I'm about to explain them. Oh, it's like thinking about as <laughs> you, you were saying it as though you were referring to something you had just said. Right. Well, I'm about to lead it's, into it's, that. I'm well, it it plays off. Things. So I'm combining a good thing of 2017 and leading okay. into 2018. So sorry. The it's us looking at the real deal of what was going on. Needed knowing we needed something else to change, and so bringing somebody like Lisa on board to help us run the company, and then also for myself is creating this new role and this new vision for what we're doing moving forward. And then continually doing that in 2018. What else do I need to let go of? What else am I trying to hold on to that I no longer need to hold on to? And for the business, this fertile void place. And then also, what's the other? Emergence. The emergence of like coming out of that space to really... For you. For me. Yes, for me. To create this other place. You know, I don't... Your own offerings. That is correct. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for summing that up. Need to use words that yeah, people, that people understand, understand what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I don't. It's hard because I'm like still trying to put it together. But that's actually but a great example of what it's like to be in the fertile void. Yeah, you kind of know, but you don't know. But you don't know. And it's hard and to I'm articulate like, it, and it's a critical step in the creative. Process. And it's funny. I was explaining this to. I think I was talking to Lucy about it yesterday or whatever. It's like the masculine energy side of me is like produce, produce, go, go, right. go, produce, produce, go, go, go. But then the feminine energy side of me is like, don't chill, you know? And I'm like, they're really battling every single day for right now. And it's like today was the first inkling of inkling. That's not even a word. God, I just make stuff up. Inkling. Inkling. It's that close. was close of like, okay, do this video. And I was like, never had this hit to do this video. And I just, I didn't do it today, but it was really interesting where I paid attention to it and I was like, huh, that's interesting. And what's actually happened yesterday is I started watching this guy, this guy, Grant Cardone came across my computer for some reason. I don't know. He's this crazy sales dude. And like, I haven't studied sales in a really long time. And I used to study a lot of sales a lot. And that's kind of what started the business off and just learning from the sales concepts and all the, all of these things. And I was like, huh, it's interesting that this is happening at this moment. So I started thinking anyway, but yeah, so that's what I, for 2018, it's, it's really to take all of these ideas and this thought that I've been thinking about for the last six months or so and making that an actionable offering, which has already happened because I have some consulting clients, et cetera, that I've signed up and that I'm working with. 
but just continually grow this. And it's also to produce better men, you know, and the end result of all of this is, is that we are producing better men for the planet that has conversations like these that can move forward and produce and bring out great quality content, be kind individuals and treat others fairly and to treat women fairly, treat kids fairly, be a part of their lives and to show that you can have a business that you desire to have or a life that you desire to have and have a great wife and wife, not life because I have a great husband. I have a great wife. Yeah, but I have a great wife, so. Oh, yeah. Or husband, yeah. And then, oh, yeah, there could be. And then kids and, like, be present in their life and still having that be fulfilled. So, yeah, that's what I see for 2018. And that could all. And then we're going to get our our life rock with this new addition to our life in 2018. So. Yep. Yeah. You guys want to hear something crazy. I'm not going to say the name of this, but, like, Kate and I have been tossing around a name for the next baby. And, you know, we've brought it up, whatever, and not very often, very, very rarely. I was putting Penelope to bed last night and she was saying the name. She was like, I'm just going to say like Stephanie because that's not the name, but she was like, Stephanie, night, night, Stephanie. And I'm like, who? Wait, what? And she goes, Stephanie, mama, Stephanie and mama. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. So anyway, yeah. She's connected already She's connected to her sister. To the, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, welcome to 2018. Thanks for taking the podcast journey with us. Thanks for being back with us. We have some amazing guests lined up for you that we, some of which we have already recorded, some of which are coming. And you'll be able to follow along on the journey as we welcome baby number two as we prepare for my second book to come out, which is January 15th, 2019. But we'll be taking you on that journey throughout the year. And we have a lot of fun surprises for you. But the first of which is the Do Less Experiment. So head over to thedolessexperiment.com and sign up. It's free. We'd love to have you. Women had tons of breakthroughs last year. Men are welcome as well, but it's definitely going to be primarily women. And that's what we got for you. Happy 2018. May it be an abundant, fabulous, present year for you. For sure. Cheers. Do you feel overwhelmed and like there's way too much on your plate and like you just can never get anything done? I have an invitation for you. In January, I'm inviting you to spend 14 days with me during the Do Less Experiment. This is a 14-day experiment where we're going to see what will happen if for 14 days in tiny ways each day, we do less. We take little things off your plate to create more space for what truly matters. All you need to do to join us is go to the Do Less Experiment dot com sign up for free and i will see you in january for spaciousness ease and doing less the do less experiment dot com